Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. I'll start with the status quo, right? And and that's so important because oftentimes you don't lose business to a competitor. You lose business to the status quo that what they're doing is good enough. And so why change? Hey, Runner Nation, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, we're going to be joined by Stephen Kahn. Steve is the chief marketing officer at Thychotic, uh, also author of the new book that's coming out, High Velocity Digital Marketing. And we're going to be talking with you about how you need to become successful in your career or your business by truly understanding who your right buyer is or your right customer. And you do that by understanding the needs that are in the company you're trying to help. So, Sit back and relax unless you're, unless you're currently hijacking an alien spacecraft. In that case, you know, they, they probably frown upon that. Uh, however, we probably want the technology. So, um, I, I guess keep going for it and good luck. Uh, so there you have it. Let's go. All right. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining me from Katy, Texas. Uh, you're like neighbors in a way because I'm up here in Dallas. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, pleased to be with you, Jerry. Awesome. Good to have you back on the show, by the way. We had you on a few years back. Uh, I think you were maybe a year or two, maybe a few years into your career with Thiotic, Thychotic. Did I say that right? Thychotic. Thychotic. There we go. I took a note in everything, Steve, to get that right. Still yeah. Well, it is a kind of a goofy name, but it, the, <laughs> the company certainly did grow quite well. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we look at your like whole life story, you went from broke college student to having a hand in probably the biggest exit in cybersecurity and in the tech industry at $1.4 billion. You were able, you all were able to sell the company off for just, just recently. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, we grew revenue from when I joined. Uh, about five years ago, from five million to 145 million, and then exited the company at 1.4 billion dollars about this time last year. Yeah, that is nice. And uh, I just released an episode. Um, uh, just I guess by the time this episode airs, weeks or months ago, depending on when it airs, <laughs> about how do you advance your career. Uh, by focusing on the return on investment that you bring. And I think something like that definitely shows the return on investment that everybody in that company had. And I'm sure that the marketing piece of that had a hand as well. Uh, what would you say was the secret sauce to to growing it in that way? Well, the, the secret sauce was was really several fold. But, uh, but, I, but I would tell you this is that when you sort of look at the way in which we grew the company when I had started, I guess it, 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 it was just right away. I asked the founders and the management team, uh, and this was when the company was 5 million. And I asked them, who's your ideal target customer? And they said, well, Steve, we're a cybersecurity company. Of course, it's the, the CISO, Chief Information Security Officer. That's who we're after. And my very first aha moment was when I was talking to a number of our customers as well as prospective customers, and I found that it wasn't the CISO at all. It actually was IT admins 
who happen to have uh, IT security as part of their job. And so when we started marketing directly to that ideal target buyer, the IT admins, and differentiating our company on the basis of the things that they prioritize, that they care about, it was really at that moment that uh, we were able to refocus the company get focused on the right buyer and then efficiently target them and really begin our growth journey. And, and what did it take to actually hone in on that specific thing? Because uh, there was some kind of needs assessment, I'm assuming. Yeah, absolutely. So it starts with starting to get to know your customers. So many people that I speak with, uh, especially now with the work at home, they, they don't talk to their customers. <laughs> and, and so just in doing that, and then it's about asking the right questions. So when I, uh, meet with customers, I have a whole list of questions, but the categories that I ask questions about are, I'll start with the status quo. Right. And, and that's so important because oftentimes you don't lose business to a competitor. You lose business to the status quo that what they're doing is good enough. And so why change? And so asking questions about the status quo, about their challenges, the benefits that they expect should they decide to, to change the, the, uh, types of ideal solution they might be looking for. And then the, uh, impact of the benefits. A lot of times people don't think about that because it's not just the benefit themselves. It's what does that benefit actually enable them to do more of, for example, perhaps that's more time to focus on things more strategically or more time to be at home and, uh, and spending time with their family. And so when you ask th those types of questions and you understand the full context of the buyer's world, it's then you can really start to reflect the messages back to them that will resonate and hopefully cause them to to act and and pursue the solutions that your company offers. It, it sounds a lot like um, you know there's two different fields of medicine that you know people may not be aware of, or they notice there's two different letters at the end of the doctor's name, MD or DO, and we seem to think that. Uh, for the most part, they do the same thing, but fundamentally, their philosophies are different where the MD is typically trained and thinks about going after the specific symptom. You know, what is the problem you have? Let me fix that for you. Whereas the doctor of osteopathy is philosophically uh, approaching that patient as the whole person. What's going on in your daily life? What's your diet like? What's your daily routine like? And it sounds like a lot of what you did was looking at the bigger picture, you know, how does this get impacted by all these other things and, uh, and then adjusting from there. And then you find that, you know, where you thought the ideal customer was this chief security officer, the CSO, the things, what you call them. Uh, the reality is it's that, that admin person who's really thinking about the work, who's doing the work. Right. Right. And, and, and what makes that so important is that in both of those cases, the, the chief uh, information security officer, they care about employees of their company complying with their policies. Uh, they care about regulatory compliance, things of that nature. Whereas the IT admin wears multiple hats and they care about having a, a good solution with good functionality, 
but they're so busy, they don't want solutions that slow them down. They want ease of use. They want something that plugs into their environment. They don't want to uh, hire expensive services or consulting personnel. They, they're, they'll do the work themselves. They're totally cool with that. And they'll be very interested in what their peers think and not so interested in what, for example, some of the leading analyst firms think. They'll, they probably won't read those reports, right? And so yeah. the way in which you would talk with them needs to reflect those needs. And so you only would ever find that out by talking to them and then properly reflecting those messages in your elevator pitch, in your positioning, in your messaging, in your sales approach. And when we did that, along with a number of other things as well, that's when the trajectory of our business completely changed and enabled us to beat bigger, better funded competitors. Yeah. Now, uh, what kind of changes did, I guess you can't go into anything proprietary, of course, uh, but I'm assuming you, you made changes to the product as well as the way you delivered the product. Yeah. And, and so, for example, in our product, it was a product that, uh, uh, just to explain it very simply, every part of a company's infrastructure has passwords. So operating systems, databases, applications. And if the bad people get a hold of those passwords, they basically have the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. And so when you think of these IT admins who manage their environments, they these environments are very complex, particularly in larger companies. And so if you asked any of them, uh, how many of these privileged passwords do you actually have? A hundred percent of them would say they have no idea. <laughs> right. And so what that what that means is, is that if you don't know about these passwords that are vulnerable, you'll never be able to manage or secure them. And so we had a discovery function in our paid for product, part of the solution. And what we decided to do early on was take that dis discovery function and make it available for free so that these IT admins could now understand how many privileged passwords they had, the risk associated with them. And if they chose to manually, they could take care of, uh, of managing and securing them themselves. But a lot of them wanted that to be automated. And so just when you think about that change, making what you typically charge for available for free, which really enabled us to get tons of leads because these IT admins wanted those, and then it enabled our salespeople, rather than being pushy salespeople, which they probably were anyways, to follow up in a consultative way and say, gee, so uh, what'd you learn? How many uh, passwords do you, did you have? Uh, and what's the risk associated with that? And would you be interested in learning how we can help you, which changes the dynamic of the conversation and the way in which those salespeople or our partners were perceived? And all of this enabled us to, uh, to to grow quickly. Wow. And for those of us who are not in IT, um, just to kind of bring down some of these takeaways that Steve's already given us, um, you know, the first thing is wherever you're working, you, you got to look at who is your ideal customer. And a lot of us may think it's our boss or it's my boss's boss. And it's such a narrow thing to look at because if you truly want to serve your, your boss, what is your boss's 
you know, customer? What is the work you do and who is it really helping? You know, I used to work in leadership development in healthcare and, you know, ultimately the customers we served were nursing managers and helping them serve their teams, nurses, uh, patient care technicians, and so on. And we were also supporting a corporate uh, entity within that. So uh, people who, you know, crunched numbers and people who ran data. And, and so when we understood that, you, you can now look at, well, what is it the manager needs? What is it that a brand new manager needs so that manager is successful in the first 12 months? Uh, and so understanding that customer allowed us to shift how we did business uh, and it made my boss even more successful, which made his boss even more successful. Uh, and so that's kind of the thing here is, well, yeah, we're going after CSOs, but really, who is doing the work? Who is it that we need to serve? What are their needs? And so you do this needs assessment to get an idea of the world through the eyes of that customer. And then you start to shift what you do to meet that need. And what you see is exponential growth. Uh, now, doesn't mean that you're going to get, you know, a, a payout of $1.4 billion. Uh, not if you're getting a paycheck, a nine to five type of deal, but you are going to place yourself in a position that allows for uh, future growth in your career. Uh, because people are going to recognize you as a rainmaker in one way or another. Whether you're in sales or not doesn't matter. If if you're going to create results for the real customer, uh, you're going to see a big, big impact there. Uh, now, when we had you on the show last, Steve, uh, you had a book out called uh, Be a Startup Superstar. And you were talking about how the traditional go to college get a good job and retire in 20 years or even five to 10 years is out the window. And we had talked about uh, – how to consider or why to con- and both why to consider startups, but also how to consider startups. And rather than take us down that path again, I'll just put the episode into the show notes so that people can go to this episode's show notes and find that conversation, really powerful conversation about what criteria to look for, what questions to ask, what are the benefits of a startup. Uh, as I was flipping through your newest book, uh, High Velocity Digital Marketing, Steve, uh, it's it's not. Steve's not in the title, guys. Just, <laughs> just to clarify, uh, I mean that was a very specific book about business to business marketing in a digital age. And there's a theme in that that was really popping out, and it was uh, something you had just said earlier. You know, we're losing to the status quo, and what we're seeing because of uh, changes in the market because of COVID nineteen, the you know techniques that are being used and the strategies being used are in a sense outdated. And um, so tell us more about that. Like in what ways are we holding on to outdated modalities and strategies? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yeah, so if you look at a lot of companies, 
Today, uh, they market and sell in much of the same way that they've always marketed and sell because that status quo, it's comfortable, it's, it's more predictable, and, and so it's, it's quite powerful. But when you think about buyers today, uh, buyers, uh, uh, there's an advisory firm, Gartner Group, that has done a study that said that B2B buyers spend only 17% of their buyer's journey in meetings with potential suppliers. And then there's further research that says 62% of buyers develop selection criteria for determining who they might purchase from solely based on digital content. And 67% of buyers say that they prefer not to interact actually with a sales rep as their primary source of information doesn't mean that they won't talk to sales reps it just means that like think about it if you're going to buy a car today you're probably not going to 10 dealerships uh, because you want to go talk to 10 different sales representatives at those dealerships i mean not that they can't help you but it's not exactly the most fun process for a lot of people, right? And so what do you do? You get online, you start doing some research, you might build a, your own car on some of the cool websites. And so this new level of information parity, just because of the fact that people could do so much of their research online has totally changed the way marketers need to interact with potential buyers to influence them to their products and services. And so this really uh, changes the way in which companies need to market. And as a result, I wrote the book, High Velocity Digital Marketing, to focus on the blueprint that I've used to help uh, uh, organizations grow very rapidly and achieve great outcomes like Thycotic has done uh, to to share uh, with with readers uh, in very much a how-to fashion. So this is not a theoretical book. This is a stuff that you read and you could actually go do the very same day. Uh, and so that's really the basis for the book. Nice. Yes. And uh it sounds like, again, that the shift is going from being that sage who has all the information and really just taking on that consultative role of helping somebody sift through that information and, and just being at the ready in case there is a question, but not right in there driving home the sale or driving home that decision. Um, yeah. And, you know, think about it. It's it's so like even online and, and here's really the key to it. Um, how many of your listeners or do you or, or i'll tell you i don't uh actually like to give up their name address phone number and email address online i mean if you're like me it's like almost never right yeah. and so uh basically what that means is is that you've got to have content that is so compelling that it actually gets people it, uh, it intrigues them it attracts them it captures their imagination so that you're able to capture that information and then you could start working through the the process and it's it's the process of putting together that that uh killer content and making sure that it 
totally focuses on your ideal target buyer, no matter where they are, whether they're just trying to be educated or maybe they're late in the buying process or anywhere in between, you've got to have uh, great content across the full buyer's journey in order to effectively market online. And in, in the book, for example, I give examples of how do you figure that out? What are some examples that people could then think about how that might relate to their businesses and then begin that process of growing their business by better marketing online. And what would be an example of having great content when it comes to marketing? Because I, I always hear that phrase, you got to have great content. And uh, now in the podcasting space, when you ask a podcaster, well, what is great content? Uh, most of them just kind of fold and they can't give a good answer. And so I'm, I'm kind of hoping, Steve, uh, being outside of podcasting, you can help us answer that question. <laughs> well, I'm going to answer that in two ways. So first of all, how did we go from, I'm going to answer it just on the basis of podcast first, and then I'll go into some of the content. So we uh, at Thycotic Cybersecurity, we wanted to launch a podcast and we had uh, a sort of a famous person, if you will. I mean, not that famous, but we wanted him to become famous and we wanted to launch this podcast. Well, I mentioned that our ideal target buyers were the IT admins. Now, if we were going to launch that podcast on our own, we would have, it would have been slow rolling, that's yeah. for sure. And so, but we wanted to have tons of listeners and build it into one of the biggest cybersecurity podcasts uh, around the world. And so we partnered with an organization by the name of Cyberary, who is one of the leading online providers of education to IT admins. Right. So they already had the audiences. They already did some podcasts. We partnered with them to do a cybersecurity focused podcast. And in short order, we had one of the, the uh, largest cybersecurity podcasts uh, in the world. Right. So that's one way of being creative to grow a podcast quickly, that piece of content. But another way, just using the example is uh, by understanding your target buyers, we knew that a lot of them needed to be able to better assess the risk associated with those privileged passwords. And so we created a free tool called the Privileged Password Risk Assessment. And what we did was we knew that people wanted to, to know how they were doing to understand their risk better. And they would come to our site, they would answer some questions, and we would give them a grade like they're in university, A through F. Oh, wow. And wow. then we, which everybody wants, they want it like a grade. Then we would give them a report where they were doing well or where they weren't doing well. And, they, and everybody wants immediate gratification. We give that immediately. And because we collected information like the size of the company, the geography, the industry that you're in, we were able then to give you the very next day to get people in the habit of opening our emails, uh, a report of how your results compared to your industry peers, right? So it's, it's it all automated. We didn't need people to build it, right? So here was some incredible content that totally resonated with that ideal target buyer in which they got a grade, they learned how they were doing, they learned how they were doing compared to their peers, 
And then all of this enabled us to then feed other content because we had proprietary information that no one in the world had to feed our webcasts, to feed our blogs, to feed our social media, to produce reports like on the state of privileged access management globally, or because we could slice and dice the data, the state of privileged access management, for example, for financial services in the UK, right? So by understanding that buyer and understanding that they really didn't know how to assess that risk, we were then able to come up with ideas very specifically for content in which you got grades, you saw how you compare to your peers, and a lot of organizations use that to justify a purchase. Right. And so um, and that idea, quite frankly, could apply to a lot of businesses, not just psychotics, just at a high level, giving people grades, showing them how they compare to their peers, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it sounds very similar to uh, what's his name. Gary Vaynerchuk had a book out years ago called Jab, Jab, Jab right hook i think i'll have to double check that title uh but the idea is that i mean you're coming in with a, an abundance mindset as a company you're coming in with an abundance mindset where your great content was we know who our audience is we've done a lot of the the communication and the the conversations needed to know what they really need uh, so let's give them stuff that's a value uh that whether or not they sign up with us, they've got this. So that that evaluation, you know, that that risk assessment and getting that immediate score, that is valuable to people. Even if that's all they did and then try to figure out on their own, how do we fix things? It, it plants that seed in their minds that if there is somebody I need to go to, it's psychotic. Uh, they start building that relationship. They start seeing the webcasts. And, and it sounds like you remove the uh, pushy sales uh, person part of it and you became their trusted advisor before you became their trusted advisor who's getting paid and uh and so i'm i'm trying to you know connect the 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 dots for those of us who, again who are not in it or in cybersecurity. these are valuable lessons to think about you know your your great content is what can i give to my organization what can i give to my ideal customer that shows value and gives them as, as quick of an impact in transformation as possible, that's when people are going to re remember your name. They're going to remember your team's name. Um, and you, you do this in a way that uh, it sounds like you also do this in a way that doesn't spread you thin. Like you stay focused because uh, it wasn't like you're trying to solve every IT problem. It was a very specific thing. What is your cybersecurity risk? And, um, and why is it important to not try to be the jack of all trades and capture all the money that's out there in the IT world? Because it slows growth, right? And so uh, think about if you're trying to market efficiently online, if you spread yourself too thin to focus on, for example, a lot of companies think that their products should apply to uh, companies of all sizes, right? Because everyone has this problem or they think that there are multiple buyers where really one buyer is far more important than than others. And and think about then if you're trying to market online efficiently at, at reasonable cost, you can't do it, right? You can't target everybody with everything. And so if you're able to laser focus and do an A plus job as a, uh, as a result of the focus that you've chosen to prioritize, 
rather than a C job across a, a bunch of different areas, that is really the key to, to uh, making sure that you're able to market online and do it where you're not breaking the bank. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, um, you know, in the podcasting space, you know, I always hear a guy named Pat Flynn say the the riches are in the niches, and then he's like, okay, I know it's it's at niches, but uh, <laughs> you know, the rhyme is better. The riches are in the niches, and uh, when you look at people's careers, even as they specialize, I mean, it's got a double edged sword. If you're looking for um, employability in your local area, being a generalist, probably this the you know quote safest way to go, uh, but it's probably also not going to be the highest. Uh, income producing way to go. Whereas if you're specialized, you may have to move around the country. You may, I mean, in today's world, you get to work remotely in a lot of cases. Uh, there might be fewer jobs out there, but those fewer jobs are going to be paying more uh, and they may be fighting for you to join their organization. And so that's something to keep in mind. If you do something that's narrow, do it very well. Yeah, you might find yourself from one company to the next every few years. Uh, but the income is going to be great. I know, I know quite a few people who do that, that, you know, they work in an organization, they hit a very specific thing for that organization. Like maybe it's um, creating job competencies and behavior competencies for that company. Uh, in another case, it might be creating a coaching program for that company. Uh, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's very niche and they know it and, and, you know, they're ready to, to move on to the next thing and, and word gets out like, Hey, you just turn that company around. Uh, come do that for us. So hundred um, percent, the yeah. world pays for specialization. And then once you have that specialization, at least I found that then you can start spreading out a little wider or building more, for example, general management um, skills that could then come into play. But, uh, but if you really become great at one area, that's where you're going to maximize your income. And that, it seems that it's applicable everywhere. Where it's, you know, in your case, it was an entire company that was very specific and niched. Uh, in a career, being niched is also helpful. Um, let's see here. Now, let's see. So we got the new book. It's uh, high velocity um, digital marketing. And who would be the ideal person to pick up that book? Uh, chief marketing officers, uh, really anyone who's in a marketing organization sales as well because you in order to really uh, have the type of growth most companies want it's sales and marketing as well as uh, executives right and so if you want to have a plain language approach to uh, for example if you want to improve your results on google and you don't want a three-hour dissertation on a bunch of gobbledygook, then this is the book for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I'll, I'll tell you from flipping through it myself, uh, as somebody who just left his full-time job to build a business in the training and development space, uh, I'm looking at this from a, you know, it, it gives me a lens uh, from a different lens, uh, the perspective of marketing and, and, and PR that I hadn't thought about before. And so I'm like, oh, wow, uh, here I am previewing a book to have a conversation with Steve. But I'm, I'm finding myself inadvertently getting some benefit from it that I didn't expect. So uh, podcasters out there uh, may want to pick up a copy, too, even though he geared it towards you know marketing and sales folks. Uh, what we do is also marketing and sales. Uh, now, Steve, uh, what's what's the best way people can go to, to contact you uh, as well as get copies of that book? Sure. So uh, both books, uh, Be a Startup Superstar or High Velocity Digital Marketing, are 
available online uh, wherever books are sold. So Amazon, for example, and then people can uh, come to my website, which is BASTARTUPSUPERSTAR.COM. Nice. And uh, before we go, you know, let's let's say uh, we've got a 38 year old male. He's married. He's got two kids. Uh, he's in a sales position, a business to business sales position right now. Uh, but he just feels stuck in a rut. He can't quite put his finger on what he where he feels stuck. But we'll just say it's probably in his career. He doesn't feel like he's really growing in it. What final words of wisdom would you have for that person? 38 male, uh, married children feel stuck and life just seems to be going nowhere. I, I would encourage them to try the startup world, right? And so I speak to a number of folks who uh, have jobs within large corporations who feel stuck, right? And or not satisfied or uh, not thrilled with some of the bureaucracy or or things that are going on. But but they perceive startups to be too risky. And and so they've never made the move, even though they hear that it could be a, a thrilling way to go build your career as well as build wealth. And, and I can tell you that if you select the right startup and separate startup that has a good story versus one that has both a good story as well as a good chance for success, then you might set your career on a incredible uh, trajectory that uh, that is satisfying personally, professionally, and financially. Nice. I love that. And uh, if you want to listen to those tips that Steve gave us, uh, I, I looked it up real quick. It was episode 227. So if you want to hear that episode, go to beyondtherut.com slash 227. Uh, you can also find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, uh, it's there. But episode 227, uh, and you'll get those tips from Steve. How do you select the right fit for you when it comes to a startup? Steve, it was great to have you on here again. I love that we were able to take your newest book and apply it not just specifically to business to business sales and marketing people, uh, but to anybody who is feeling stuck in a rut in their career. And uh, man, let's go enjoy this nice Texas weather we're having right now. Absolutely. Will do. Now, I hope you enjoyed everything we talked about and gained some gold nuggets from Steve Kahn. Uh, you can go check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 333. There you'll find links to Steve's website, his book, and related episodes, such as the interview that we did with Steve about 100 episodes ago. Uh, so again, that's beyondtherut.com slash 333. Uh, now, if you're looking to really shape the life you want to live and define what success looks like for you, then I invite you to go download Measure It to Make It. It's a free workbook that I created just for you so that you can create for yourself a roadmap of what success would look like at the end of your life and then everything in between now and the end of that life. Uh, so go download that at beyondtherut.com slash goals and then fill out the workbook. Do it. This is for you. This is for your life. It's your success, not mine. Uh, and then once you've filled that out, you know, email me. And my information's in that workbook and in that process of downloading the um, the workbook, you'll get my information and you can just reach out to me and say, hey, these are my goals for my life. Um, please be with me on my journey as I go live my life beyond the rut. And that's what I want you to do. Until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. 
As a Capshovian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.